0: I'm Rabbi Amy. I'm Pastor Ken.
1: I'm Imam Islam.
0: This is Kipa, Kufi, and Color.
1: This week, our guest is the director of the Vermont State Police, Colonel Matt Burnham.
2: Today we're going to talk about anger. Anger. Something about which we have no knowledge whatsoever because I've never been we angry. are so peaceful. Absolutely. All the time. Oh wow. So you never
1: been angry? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's That's see strange. how many minutes ago. <laughs> so I, was, I was wondering, have y'all ever? I, I was I, classic angry young white man growing, white boy growing up. Have y'all ever had anger issues or anger problems?
0: Um yeah, sure, sure i I can't say I was a classic white anger angry boy, but um I certainly can relate to what it feels like as a woman being mistreated and disrespected yeah. and and how that has ignited anger at different times, different circumstances in my life
1: today I was driving with my wife to the motor vehicle in South Burlington oh and I was that's uh,
0: enough to make anybody angry <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I was driving uh, down the, you know, by Barnes and Nobles, and going to the, you know, um, in the, you know, the, um, these uh, ty- uh, uh, narrow roads to a right. motor vehicle, and then I was waiting for a car to. Um, it was just before I pulled you know, to the right to, you know, park in the parking lot. I was waiting for the car to come out. It was on the stop sign, so I waited a, a distance so I just gave her, give her a room. I saw the lady sitting there. I was I give her a room if I get so close. She so may not get enough room to turn, you know. So I waited a far distance, and the sun was actually right on my eyes. Like the sun was coming. It was um, it was around eleven a.m. So okay. the sun was coming. So it shows clearly who was in our vehicle. It was my yeah. myself and my wife. And I was I was driving a Highlander, so it's a higher vehicle, not a shorter one. And then so I waited for her to come, and then she pulled, and then soon she pulled towards me, and then I started driving forward very slow. And then she stick her head out of the uh, window and she spit. <gasps> really? And then she like she went like went backwards. And
2: <gasps> holy <gasps> cow! So she made a production out of it and was just so wanted you to I, know. I hit
1: the brake. I was actually like, very slow, so I hit the brake. So my wife didn't. Good thing my wife didn't even know this what happened. Wow! I had oh, wow. my my two daughters were in the back. Wow! Uh, I, I mean, nothing can reach me because the, door, the windows were uh, were uh, rolled down. Uh, i mean the windows were closed both of them and um wow. for a minute because i was actually in the parking lot um i could have parked the car in a fraction of a second i could have got a v- drive directly to the parking spot in a fraction of a second if i wanted to that's what came into my mind like passed into my mind i wanted to do that just go to the parking spot Exit the vehicle and run. I was gonna make her make that if if she was she was still in the that narrow attic going towards uh, right. uh, Barnes and Nobles. She cannot speed at this area. Right. She can't. Right. What was in my mind is I wanna stop in front of the vehicle and take a video of her.
0: Yeah.
1: I was gonna do that.
0: But you didn't, did you?
1: Uh I didn't. I decided not to. Why? Why? Uh for a second I thought that because I'm capable of doing that. I I shouldn't do that because I'm capable. Mm. And something else. Uh, Because I I think I mentioned that to you before. She only did that because uh, our vehicle, my vehicle, and her vehicle was going to opposite direction. She wouldn't do that if she was on foot. Right? She would never. She wouldn't dare to do that if she was on foot. And she was going to opposite direction. So I, I was capable of parking the vehicle in a sec. I was actually going on my way to, to park. And I was going to speed up and park and exit and run. I was going to easily catch her and stand in front of the vehicle, take my phone out. and Actually, I was going to put it live on, on whatever. Right. I said, this lady right. just did this and this, this to me. I know that she's going to. But she was going to be, be freaked out if I did that, definitely. Right. Uh, but I just didn't do that. And then I just dropped my wife to the model vehicle and... Um, and I, I told her I'm gonna come back and pick you up. And uh, she, she came down of the car and she w- t- took the uh, my one year old. Uh, she took the stroller out. She Took the one year old in the stroller. Mm-hmm. She went to you know inside. So I pulled back and went to Starbucks to get some coffee. And just sat there a little bit. I thinking about. Um, first and foremost, what makes me comfortable is that, that what I told you is that. That wouldn't happen. Something like this used to be, in the past used to get into me a lot. Mm-hmm. And all, if my wife knew this, she would have been so upset. And so uh-huh. I mean, she would have, she might have stayed like a, a week upset, but she didn't notice anything. She was actually oh. looking at it the other way. She didn't see. Wow. But I, when, when I hit the brake and I stopped, she said, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" I said, "Nothing, nothing." And then, she and then I went to Starbucks thinking about it. I was like, "Why didn't I go after her?" Then I said, "Why? Why, why would I?" sitting down, I'm sitting in the vehicle, drinking my, co- I got my coffee and just sitting in the vehicle drinking the coffee. Thinking, I don't know, I don't know, I got far away from it. And then, um, looking forward to just, I, I've seen something, what did I see? I've seen something that I actually didn't know, it's actually in my vehicle. What is it? It's a dash camera.
2: You have a dash camera? Yes. And you didn't know you had a dash
1: camera? Well, I, I had it, but it didn't, it's just there, it was there, installed for like two years now, I didn't wow. know. Wow. So I took out the dash camera, I took out the memory card, and I actually played back the, the files, and I found the video. Wow. And I found the lady. Really? The I took the video with me, right here.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Now, my question is, should I go file a police report or not?
0: Mm.
1: Well, I'm asking what's you. her crime? Uh, being
0: obnoxious? Being hateful?
1: Hateful. Misdemeanor.
0: Hmm, what uh, uh, what value trouble. would be served in your doing that for yourself? It would make you feel better.
1: Uh, it uh, will make someone like this knowing that this is not your universe, <laughs> this is not where you live alone. You, you have other people, you may not like some people, but don't treat them this way. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, this is only my mind. Right. I'm, I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not actually, I may not do that. It's, I mean, it's not like you're know, gonna. They may actually, uh, some people could get punished for that. Uh, and may not be, but she may not be punished. Wow. So
0: is it that you want her punished or you want to have a teachable moment where this becomes a lesson that has greater value for
1: more people? That, that's, 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 I want her, this particular lady, not to behave like this again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I'm, ask, I'm, I'm just taking your... Uh, if it happens to you, if, if it's a, a, this is considered an anti-Semitic incident, if it happens yeah. to you, for example. So, Amy, if that happens to you and you were sure that there was an anti-Semitic incident, what would you do? Like, you have, you have the memory card now.
0: I, 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 this is, a, this is, this is um, an interesting challenge because I don't have memory cards, but I have had some direct personal anti-Semitic incidents. Mm. Uh, and also, um, a, as a female... Yes. Uh, incidents where um, I can say that uh, people have behaved inappropriately and hatefully or maliciously toward me. Not that many incidents, thank God, but... Yeah, um, it wasn't
1: many incidents happened right. to me either. A bunch of, uh, I'm uh,
0: not sure that the police are actually the mechanism for resolving it. Um, but I know what it feels like. I, I, I certainly, I, my, my most painful memory of a direct personal anti-Semitic incident was something that happened, goodness, now um, almost 30 years ago. I'm sorry uh, to bring that back. It's of, okay. Uh, I, I thought about it many times since, but thank you for saying that. Uh, where um, one, I, I was at a Rotary Club meeting, and uh, it's a long story that I will save you for another time, but uh, um, this man who wanted to intimidate me with angry anti-Semitism, um, he waited until nobody else was in the coat room and I was in the coat room getting my coat, and he cornered me. And he was—he was about your size, Islam. He was a big guy, and he cornered me, got right up to my face, and said something nasty to me. It was very physically threatening to me, but it's not that this was. That different, really, because it's not. He was not going to beat me up, unfortunately, but it was a very visceral, physical experience of his presence. Uh, In the same way, somebody spitting like that can feel like, even if the spit didn't hit you. And I I can tell you that what what helped me in that moment, um, and after that happened. Was the care and love of friends in the interfaith community. I, I'm not making this up since we're sitting here. I'm not just saying, but it was, it so happened that on that day, my best friend in town, who was a Lutheran pastor, was my guest at the Rotary Club. And he was standing in the room waiting for me when this happened. And um, being able to unload my anger, uh, and, and hurt, but mostly um, just the feeling of being shaken for being attacked um, was was something I could process. And the most valuable part of my recovery from that was the experience um, symbolically of a hug. I mean, I didn't need to be hugged, just to be cared for, is what I mean. So um, I think that what the what this person did was horrible. And it felt physically threatening. But I, I don't know if you're going to be able to teach this person a lesson. Uh, any more than I could teach that person who intimidated me hatefully uh, could, could hear a lesson. But you can certainly know that she's an outlier in a world of caring people. That's one way to look at it. Of course, my more sinister thoughts are you could post that video online. Yep. But yeah. Yep. Well, but I'm not sure that that would do any good either. It might make it worse. I think it would, now that I say it out loud.
2: I, so so I mean, that's what's been swirling in my head because you could post it on Facebook, you could post it on social media. You could also give it to a news station.
0: I thought of that too.
2: And I mean this gets back to something we talked about a few episodes ago about you know, hatefulness being called out publicly. And and I haven't had this experience. So in this way, I've act- actually, you know what? I have been attacked uh, verbally and had people had someone come up and spit at me and throw food at me while walking to church. And they were pre- it was pretty obvious I was a Christian walking to church early in the morning uh, down um, down Winooski Street. Uh, believe wow. it or not, it was a very it, it shook me. Like I had I had to lead worship in an hour, and it really shook me. Wow. Um it did yeah I, my imagining is that the police pro- she probably would not respond well to that but I, you know if it's a news station that's an interesting thing but then again we're like yeah uh, how how much do you want to do that but that's really that would be very tempting for me if i were in your shoes but
0: maybe going public with what the experience felt like would be more valuable than posting the video because feeding anger with more anger just Breeds more anger. Yes, but exposing the hate that this individual demonstrated and saying this is not who we are and what we should be about can give voice to other people who want to say that without having to feed the anger further.
1: Yes, and then also, I came to my mind what you said earlier about you know there just um, some an individual. And this is just an individual who. Not representing the masses of the community. Right. I was just yesterday in the uh, in the Faith United Methodist Church, and it was like a, the, I think it was about around sixty to seventy people attending the service, yeah. and they were so welcoming, and everything was. I mean, they were actually uh, the service. I mean, it was actually I was actually the main speaker of the ser- in the service, and I spoke for like half hour, and um, uh, and at the end I gave them a blessing too, and everyone was so welcoming. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's the, who people are. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, it's pretty good. It, it's interesting to me this is what anger and and hate can do that you had this great experience 70 people saying we from from another faith saying we want to listen to you. We want to spend yes. time with you. And it takes one person to for maybe maybe this wasn't the case for you but for me it takes one person being angry at me or being mean toward me or being hateful toward me. Those 70 people I completely forget about, and I'm affected by that one person. Unfortunately, that's
1: what it does. That's what anger does. That is what it
2: does.
0: That's
1: right. Unfortunately.
0: So, it takes a certain amount of effort to remember that it's one person, and the vast majority of everybody else is kind and generous and caring, and wouldn't dare do something like that, because it does grip us. Like, we have to find a way to shift our consciousness to the good, because the good overwhelms the nasty yes. ugliness of this, this the, the, incident and people like that.
1: Definitely, definitely yeah. the, the, the way to, uh, the ideal way to you know, counter that is to uh, uh, even if you see this, uh, this lady again the, def, the, the, the ideal way to kind of just smile and to say thank you, for example but I don't know if that's, uh, that's the ideal way, I don't know if, that's, if I should do that or not, if I yeah. get, get a chance to see her yeah. that's my, my instinct is t- <laughs> t- telling me um, I want her to regret. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's <what> I, well, <laughs> then here's the way.
0: <laughs> Let's just play this out. Mm. You see this lady again. Mm. You stop your car. I'm just going to have like ride the fantasy here. Okay. You stop your car. You go up to the window and say, Hi, I'm Islam Hassan. We must be neighbors. I'm so happy to meet you. What's your name? With the biggest smile you can muster. Just as Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we sure. go high. That's perfect. Just demonstrate the generosity and kindness and friendship that is about who you are. And that's where she would regret it.
2: So uh I guess in, in closing, uh I did think of a passage from my tradition that, that it's it's a passage I love because it's uh it's about nonviolence, but it recognizes that we can't always be nonviolent for the right reasons, that sometimes, you know, we, we, we got to get a little bit of a tweak in there to, to, to manage it. And so um, so the author says, if your enemy is thirsty, give him something to drink, and in doing so, you'll pour hot coals on his head.
0: Ooh, that's a good <laughs> one.
2: So like be that. kind, because it's really going to drive the person who's mad at you crazy.
0: So we're here with Matt Birmingham, uh, the director of the Vermont State Police, Colonel Matt Birmingham, and we're really delighted that you're here to join us to talk about how we deal with anger.
3: Well, it is uh, uh, really an honor for me to be here uh, and invited to discuss this topic with you. So thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I I want to mention before we go any further that uh, this is now um, this... Second week of the month of Ramadan, right, Islam? Yes. And uh, so this is the holy month for Muslims, and we want to, uh, we want to wish all of our Muslim brothers and sisters uh, Ramadan Mubarak, which means a blessed Ramadan, even though when we broadcast this it might not be until it's quite a bit after Ramadan. <laughs> um, we're, just, we're just really happy that you're able to join us during this holy time.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you
0: thanks okay so ken you want to talk about what what's on our minds
2: uh, i think we're talking about anger um we're
0: talking about anger
2: and, and you know anger is an interesting interesting word I, I immediately go to star wars uh uh when i hear about anger uh anger leads to hate hate leads to the dark side but you know there's also different people have very different views sometimes anger can be a motivating force uh, matt in your experience how do you view anger you know in, in your in your personal life, is it a good, positive, neutral thing in, in your professional life how how you experience it?
3: Um, great question. Um, big question to answer. I, I think what's important to remember is that anger is an emotion. Uh, it is not an action. And I think that people um, and unfortunately on on the side that we manage the police that is uh, anger becomes an action generally. Um, so we can't lose sight of the fact that it is an emotion. Uh, as as much as it it appears to control us at times, it is controllable, and each person has to has to decide on on their own on how they're going to control their own anger. I think that's the starting point for any sort of discussion: is to just remember uh, that it is in the um, it's in the emotion category with with happiness, and it's okay to get angry. That's what you know. I think that's the big thing: is that we have to. Uh, Allow the anger to happen. But Mm. when we're training new law enforcement officers, our goal is to deescalate and that's to bring anger from a a level that's up here back down to a level that's controllable. I think just as a human being, we all work very hard to control uh, that emotion in particular because it uh, it can be destructive, uh, whereas other emotions can be very beneficial. Um, and anger can, an- coming out the wrong way from people, I think can damage relationships. Mm. Uh, it can, um, you know, hurt our, uh, both our internal relationships with our family, uh, with our coworkers and with the general public in a role like, uh, like mine.
0: So I think that there are two levels that, that came to my mind as you were just talking about anger. One is how we each deal with our own anger mm-hmm. and the other is how we deal with with people who are angry, uh, which is part of your work and part of our work as well, does it help for us to understand it from our own perspective of how we deal with our own anger first, or are these, um, are these really separate topics?
3: No, no they're absolutely connected. I don't, think, um, I don't think you can deal with the latter until you deal with the former. Um, and, unless And this is where, especially for law enforcement officers, if we are coming into a situation uh, where there, there is uh, violence and it is, and it is um, the root of it is anger, and we're trying to de-escalate that, uh, unless we understand, because a lot of times that anger is turned on us. And no matter what is being projected at you as a law enforcement officer, you, you can't react to that and get angry at the people who are already angry. If you're bringing somebody else down, you have to be, you have to be at the bottom first and you have to stay there. Um, and not and not match anger for anger because it's very easy to do as we all know just as being human beings sometimes you just want to uh push back
2: you know that's interesting because i think
3: we're i think we're
2: created as uh for empathy that empathy is part of who we are Mm -hmm. and resonating with other people's emotions is an empathy sort of thing and and you're describing situation in which that works against us we resonate with somebody else's anger and it just ends up ratcheting the whole thing up uh, how, are, there, are there techniques or things you found in your personal life to help you manage your anger, whether professionally or,
3: or just as a person? How do you control your anger? Yes, I mean, I, mean, I am a human. So. Right. <laughs> uh, I, um, I've worked very hard over the years, and I'm certainly not perfect, but uh, everybody, I think, can sense when they're starting to get angry. When I sense that coming on, what I've really tried to do is purposefully drive my emotions the opposite direction and come like down to a level that's below normal. And so mm-hmm. people w- look at you kind of like, why isn't he getting more angry? Uh, he's actually becoming so calm. I'm a little worried. Um, now that doesn't, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that works perfectly every time. Um, but I, I, that something I personally try and do is, um, if I sense either people in the room or myself starting to escalate and voices getting louder, uh, and people getting um, angry, then I will purposely try and bring my emotions down as flat as I can, right. and, and start directing questions at people. So when you start asking questions of people who are angry, what I'm trying to do is understand their point of view. Um, and when you give them that opportunity to express their point of view, whether or not you agree with it does not matter. Uh, it they start to relax because they feel like you're listening to them. I, I think it's really important to listen to people um, because that's how we solve very complicated issues is we listen right. to, to other sides. Now, you don't have to necessarily agree or come to a resolution, but most people just want to be able to talk and be heard. Um, and that's the first step in trying to de-escalate.
1: So I want to ask do you, th- do you ever think anger can be uh, justified? And if I can give you an example throughout your... Uh... Uh, career in the law enforcement have you ever come across a situation where for example someone got angry and he did some damage or he uh, um, you know uh, broke the law and then after you, your assessment of the situation you found out that his anger was actually justified and um, and based on that you may have given him a statement and uh, you report that may help him in front of the judge to say hey uh, he's wrong but his anger was actually justified Have you ever come across a situation like this? Or do you ever think that anger could ever be justified or anger is rejected no matter what?
3: That's a great question. I think that uh, anger is never justified when it turns into something that harms other people. Um, And it's very important in domestic violence situations that we understand that you can't blame anger for your actions against another person. Uh, And it is never justified in those situations. So, to say that you people shouldn't be angry. We can't do that. It's just that if you're, if your anger leads to harming another person, whether it's damaging their property or assaulting them or doing something to harm another person. No, I do not believe it's ever justified. Um, and, and nor should it ever be blamed uh, if it harms another person. I mean, if you want to go chainsaw down a tree that you own and that helps you release some of your anger, then everybody needs to find a, a, a non-harmful way to other people to try and release that anger. But I, I can't think of a time or a situation or or would I ever suggest that when your anger boils over and you harm another person or harm their property at some point that that, that could ever be justified. I, I don't see that in any way.
0: So uh, um, a scenario from about a year ago comes to my mind. Uh, Ken, Reverend White and I were both at a, Uh, an event in Washington, D.C. with another one of our Burlington colleagues um, Mm -hmm. that was organized by the Poor People's Campaign, Reverend William Barber, who has followed in the footsteps of uh, Reverend Martin Luther King in in having uh, large protests against inequity in our society Mm -hmm. and in our country. And so we went for a gathering of what was hundreds of clergy from around the country that came to D.C., And after we had prayer together, we marched to the White House. And it was solemn and um, very spiritual in our marching. And then when we got to the park that's across the street from the White House, it was closed off. They knew we were coming. And uh, after a while, we, we, we had our the beginning of the program there, but after a while they opened up the park and we went in and and established ourselves to have our program where we could hear the speeches that were planned to talk about this. And then we wanted to walk across the street from the White House so that we could be seen, so that we would be heard, and we were blocked. So in that situation, there was a lot that could have justified righteous anger, so to speak, Mm-hmm. and um, it's, it, those are moments when it's hard to know what to do. What would you have done?
3: Well, well that's a great question. I, um, I'm a big believer in harnessing uh, anger, which can be described as a negative uh, energy, and trying to do something positive with it. So I would all, I try and, and and believe me, I I know the world isn't that perfect, but um, at least we can try and have a pathway. Um, I know that in my current role, um, when there are situations where people are up against something that they might be unjust uh, and they are angry as a result of that, um, my first question to them is, well, what can we do to, to rectify this unjust conduct that doesn't involve our anger taking over and doing something violent or doing something that can harm another person? What are some of the pathways forward for us um, that are, um, that whether it's protesting, which is completely acceptable and encouraged, or writing uh, uh, letters uh, to, to people in power or holding them accountable in other ways, uh, what are some of the things that we can do to harness same anger and do something positive with it i have a 24-hour rule that i if i'm very angry about something i try and wait 24 hours um because i it helps clear my head to make good decisions i think that when you're angry you're just looking to lash out and um and it might not be the appropriate response at that time so right
1: it's interesting sure. when i heard you uh say that you uh, before you make a decision if you're angry you uh, you would wait 24 hours um, that's actually, there's a saying, a uh, uh, wise saying in our culture, saying that when you're angry, uh, don't ever make a decision when you're angry, and when you're happy, don't make promises.
0: Oh, <laughs>
3: I like that. That's great. I, I didn't know about the second part of that, but that's it makes perfect it. sense <laughs> now. Um, no, I've made, I've made um, decisions uh, having been angry that impact oh, yeah. a lot of people, and they were not the right decisions.
2: Well, Matt, thank you very much for taking so much of your time today. And and we, you know, I do have a question I'm interested in hearing from all our guests. Uh, very important. What's your favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor?
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I think it's a tie between, um, uh, probably chocolate chip cookie dough. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's probably the one.
0: Well, what was the tie? What's the other one?
3: Um... Uh, uh, there's one, well, Terry Garcia is good. And to, the, uh, tonight show just had one that came out called, um, uh, what is it? It has, um, uh, Stephen Colbert on the front of it. Right. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So and they're all good. How can you go wrong with the Pine of Ben and Jerry's, right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm and glad we could close this thing eye to mind. eye. <laughs> we can all agree on that.
0: Except that I'm sorry that Islam has to hear this. Pussycat. Oh,
3: this <laughs> oh, is a bad I'm week. Sorry, sorry dude. <laughs> no problem. See, that's my ignorance coming out.
2: <laughs> no, no, that's fine. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. It's
3: been well, a thank pleasure. You. Thank, thank you. Absolutely great. And thank you all for all of you, dude.